0: Welcome to the Daily Gopher Podcast. I am U Street. This week is Michigan Week, and with me t- this week is Blake, Iowa Gopher.
1: Happy to be here, as always.
2: And Andy, Gopher Guy05. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out if it's really October or December. <laughs> Apparently, there is a large
0: amount of snow on the ground in Minnesota. I no longer live in the greatest state in the Union, so I can't speak to this. Personally, but I trust Andy's judgment on this. However, we're going to be like good Minnesotans and pretend that everyone else doesn't understand what they're talking about and not deal with the snow because we understand how it's going. We are instead going to deal with the fighting dockers of the University of Michigan. Uh, Blake, what should our listeners know about the University of Michigan football team this year? Yeah,
1: they're... They're kind of at an interesting crossroads as a program. Um, This is year six under Jim Harbaugh, who is obviously the chosen one, Michigan man, former player, that was supposed to come in and save the program after Brady Hook and Rich Rodriguez ran into the ground. Um, But, you know, six years in, he no wins against Ohio State. Um, They have not had a first-place finish in in the Big Ten East once. I guess they tied for first place in 2018. You know, they've lost – um, four straight bowl games, if that's something that's meaningful to you. Their best finish um, was in 2016 when they finished season ranked 10th. Um, so really, it's not been... Again, I'd say the honeymoon is over for Harbaugh, but it's to the point now where they're just kind of wondering, you know, is that breakthrough going to happen? You know, what's our ceiling? Um, so it's interesting. I mean, they're still Michigan. They're still flooded with elite talent. You know, they dominate the recruiting rankings behind <laughs> Ohio State, I should, I should mention, every year. So uh, it's not a program that's bad by any means, but just by the, the standards that they've set for themselves, they've not uh, uh, exceeded or reached those. So it's kind of, there's kind of an interesting crossroads, and uh, I'll be curious to see how good they are this year.
0: I happen to be a big fan of Harbaugh's uh, coordinators, Josh Gattis on offense, Dunbar, and on defense. We'll start with the offensive side of the ball. So it was first year last year. My understanding from the outside is that Michigan – Fans and writers think the Michigan offense got better over time. Do you share that assessment, and what should Gopher fans expect for uh, this Friday?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, they brought in Josh Gattis last year from Alabama to their offensive coordinator, and um, really the the goal was to kind of get away from the ground-and-pound offense that had been like their bread-and-butter for – Decade, especially under Lloyd Carr, um, but it, to them, I just they need to make their offensive more dynamic um, to compete in the Big Ten, to compete on the national level, and, and most of all to beat Ohio State. And uh, I felt I felt last year they did get better as the season went along. Um, the big question this year is if they'll how well they'll do um, one in a shortened season and two with so many new phases on offense. Um, you know, Shea Patterson graduated. I think he was a uh, two, if not three, year starter quarterback for them. And Milton's only taken a handful of snaps. He's a sophomore. Um, he was uh, highly touted as a recruit. He's he's a big guy. He's six five. He's got a really elite arm strength. Um, but the big question marks for him are accuracy and decision making. Um, in limited action last year, he just made it some made some some dumb throws, some impressive throws, but some dumb throws as well. And in high school too, I think as a senior, he, only cleaned, he completed less than fifty percent of his passes and threw about nineteen interceptions as a senior. So. Obviously, that I mean that was a while ago, but still, um, not exactly the, the kind of uh, eye popping numbers you want to see for your uh, starting quarterback as he's entering his first game as starter. Um, and he won't even have the benefit of an experienced uh, wide receiver core. They lost, I believe, three of their top four receivers from a season ago, and a lot of a lot of their size went out the door too. Um, like Nico Collins, who led him in receiving touchdowns last year. He's six four. He's gone. Tariq Black, who's six three. Uh, is also gone. I believe he transferred to Texas. And uh, they also had uh, another wide receiver, too, uh, that I think went to the NFL. But uh, beyond that, they've got Ronnie Bell back, but he's, he's six foot, and he's just a guy that more of a possession receiver. Uh, they do have some burners uh, that are some younger guys. So they got some younger talent there, but it's just inexperienced. And uh, they're just smaller guys. So if Milton wants to chuck it down the field, throw a lot of jump balls, I don't know how well that's going to work out for him. And then on the offensive line, they're actually replacing four of the five starters from a season ago. They nearly lost uh, that fifth starter, Jalen Mayfield. He actually opted out um, back when the Big Ten first canceled the season or postponed the season, but he opted back in. So they'll have at least one starter back. Um, they do have a pretty good stable of running backs. Uh, they've got you know Zach Charbonnet, uh, fifth-year senior Chris Evans, who actually was suspended um, for the entire season last year, but he's back now. Then Hassan has since had a pretty good uh, sophomore campaign last year. And much like Minnesota, they, they do run uh, the RPO, to, and especially to kind of open up the running game by, you know, equating numbers and running into, running into a favorable box. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, run it heavily, especially early, to try to set up the set up the pass game, and give Milton a little confidence so that he's not putting the game on his back. So obviously, he's a guy that's, you know, very green, and maybe he might make some mistakes if you put the pressure on him. But, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'd be cur- very curious to see how they they do against that Minnesota defense, which will also have some new faces.
0: Speaking of new faces on the defensive side of the ball for Minnesota, Minnesota is replacing a variety of starters. So, Andy, how do we think, given what Blake's described about Michigan's offense, that Minnesota's defense will match up?
2: Yeah, you know it's going to be interesting to see. I think uh, you know, obviously, with with Milton not having very much experience, it's going to be on the Gophers to uh, especially in, in you know, second and longs, third and longs, really get a good pass rush, and that's where we're going to have to see if if Boye, Mafe, and uh, EZ Otomeo can live up to the hype that's been put on them. Um, they step into big roles at both of the DN spots, and they're going to be expected to produce a lot of the pass rush here uh, for the Gophers this year. Obviously, linebacker, you've got uh, James Gordon, who might be stepping into a role. Mariano Sorimarin is going to be uh, starting at one of the linebacker spots for sure. Um, you know, It's going to be big on them, especially because the Wolverines uh, have a pretty stout running attack. Uh, Chris Evans, who left, led him in rushing in 2018, missed all last year with an injury. He's back as well. Uh, to go along with Zach Charbonnet, who led the team in rushing last year as a true freshman. Uh, and they've got Hassan Haskins, who also stepped into the number two role last year. So there you go, three deep at running back uh, of, of very talented players. Um, you know, So Michigan's going to definitely try and, and uh, establish the run, I do believe, uh, especially with their, their young receivers. Uh, try and get some control and it's going to be up to the Gophers front seven probably to uh, to try and make some big stops in that situation you know on the back end we've got um, you know a, a fairly good matchup I would say for Minnesota secondary uh, with Coney Durr and uh, completely blanking on Benjamin our Sanchez. other cornerback Thank you. I am sorry, Benjamin. Uh, with with Duran St. Juice back there, you know, I think we've got a fairly good uh, matchup against uh, young Michigan receivers. Um, you know, if, if they've got some burners, that will be where we're going to have to get some safety help over the top, and, and we may see Tyler Newbin get tested early. Um, so it will be a, a good uh, good game for him to get his feet wet as, as probably the starter back there next to Jordan Howden. Um so I think the biggest question is going to be is can, can Minnesota slow down the Michigan rushing attack right away and can they get a pass rush on, on major pass rushing downs? If they can do that, I think the Gopher defense will, will be in pretty good shape. If, uh, if the Wolverines can establish the run and, and give Milton some time with that young offensive line, uh, then I think it we might be looking at more of a shootout type game.
0: Well, a shootout would certainly be fun, particularly if it ends up being in the snow. That seems a little bit unlikely. Uh, so that's the offense-defense matchup. Now we'll flip it around. So, Blake, Michigan is also led by uh, in for lead in the Wilford Brimley biopic, Don Brown. What do we think about Michigan's defense?
1: I love the comparison to Wilford Brimley, and I love Don Brown as a defensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, I think if you look up any article about Don Brown, you're going to find the word aggressive in there, um, not to describe him personally, but that's just his defensive style. He's he's just his defensive philosophy is really to find creative ways to pressure the quarterback, and he really puts a lot of his defensive backs on an island and asks a lot of them. To um, to be in, you know, press man covered a lot of the time. So just a very aggressive defense, and he's going to throw a lot of different um, personnel at you and defensive alignments to try and confuse, uh, confuse the offense, keep them off balance. And uh, I know he's, he's really going to probably work hard to try and take away that short intermediate pass game that was Tanner Morgan's bread and butter last year. Um, he, the good news for Michigan is they do return their entire defensive line They've got two really good defensive ends, and Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy Pay, who are both pretty formidable as pass rushers and run stoppers. Um, both had pretty gaudy numbers last year um, for defensive linemen. I think Hutchinson had something like ten and a half tackles for loss and four four and a half sacks, and for a defensive end, six pass breakups. And I think uh, Quiddy Pay had something like a dozen tackles for loss and six sacks, um, and a couple of quarterback hurries. So I think if if your offensive line starts from Michigan are Um, Slam, 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 Sam, Sam Schluter. Wow, that was bad. And, you know, Daniel Falele or even Blaise Andrews, I I think they're up to the task, but they're going to have a challenge on their hands um, containing those guys and keeping Tanner Morgan clean. Um, They're a bit soft at the middle at defensive tackle, um, but they'll have uh, starting defensive tackle, Carlo Kemp, back to kind of lead that rotation, um, which, you know, in a shortened season may need some time to kind of figure out a pecking order um behind them at linebacker they lose all three starting linebackers from a season ago and those the new three linebackers are going to be pretty active especially in stopping the run um and thank god cleek hudson uh was their starting linebacker last year is gone i think against minnesota in 2017 he had career highs i kid you not in total tackles tackles for loss uh sacks solo tackles um he just had a crazy I'm pretty sure he was like Big Ten defensive player of the week that week and and rightfully so yeah, it was just a nightmare game uh, but for stepping in for him and the two other departed linebackers are you know senior Josh Ross and junior Cam McGrone and I think Josh Ross has pretty good pretty pretty good game experience and McGrone I think they're all very high on him and they kind of see him as assuming the role of field general of that Wolverines defense um, but obviously the big question mark that probably every Minnesota fan wants to know is what do you expect from that Michigan secondary, which is obviously going to be tested by the likes of Rashad Bateman and Chris Hopman bell and company. Uh, the, the name to remember is Daxton Hill. He's a sophomore defensive back who was a five-star recruit. Coming out of high school And last year, they just couldn't keep him off the field as a true freshman, and he'll be starting there at safety. They, I believe this offseason they toyed with the idea of uh, putting that corner, but I think they're going to keep that safety now because they do have some question marks at corner. They've got one returning cornerback coming back. Uh, Vincent Gray and that number two cornerback spot, was, uh, number two cornerback spot is still kind of up in the air because they did have uh, Ambry Thomas who was supposed to have that spot. He opted out this season and did not decide to return. So, so Daxon Hills Hill is pretty freakish athlete and he's the guy that I would not be surprised to see him try and bracket um, Bateman and shadow him for most of the game. So that that will certainly be an interesting matchup. But uh, yeah, there's potentially uh, some inexperience there in the secondary for Michigan that. Uh, Minnesota can try to exploit, especially if they are playing a lot of man coverage. And, uh, I mean, the Minnesota wide receivers are going to have to win those battles at the line of scrimmage, too, if they're going to play a lot of press. So, um, I think a lot of Minnesota fans might might feel confident seeing some of the losses on defense for Michigan, but it's important to remember, too, this is Michigan. They've got plenty of talent in their cupboards, and to Don Brown, his defense is basically just reload every year, and he's he's going to play to their strengths, too. He's a He's a great defensive coordinator. He's very creative, and I'm sure he's cooking up an excellent game plan for Saturday.
0: And a huge, uh, huge supporter of Ohio State winning the game over the last couple of years as well. Andy, Blake's described the defensive side of the ball for Michigan. Minnesota is replacing a variety of starters, Uh, around the field, but the most perhaps important replacement they have is going to be the offensive coordinators. Mike Sanford takes over to call his first game. What do we think that Minnesota might try to do to exploit what Michigan's got on defense?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously the Gophers are going to want to try and establish the run as well. Uh, Mohamed Abrahim stepping into the number one back role this year is obviously very capable. Um, But I, I do think that you know, looking at a, a youngish Michigan secondary, that the the Gophers are going to want to test that right away. Um, you know, Brad Hawkins, one of the other safeties for for Michigan, spoke today and basically you know, obviously take it with a grain of salt, but he pretty much was making it sound like uh, Vincent Gray, their number one cornerback, is going to be in a lot of man-on-man coverage with Rashad Bateman. And granted, there'll probably be a little bit of bracketed safety coverage there, but uh, you got to love that matchup if you're the Gophers. Anytime you can get Bateman one-on-one in space, throw the ball up to him, make, let him make a play. Uh, it looks like... Uh, their other corner, Jim and Green, is probably going to be uh, who's going to be matching up the other spot. That would be, obviously, probably Chris Hauptmann bell for the Gophers. Um, you know, I, I think Minnesota's just going to do what they do best. Um, you'll, you're going to see a lot of RPO um and and they're gonna try and maybe confuse michigan's linebackers obviously it's their first game together as a as a group uh you know they don't have a ton of ton of game action there and we all know that minnesota had a, a lot of bread and butter over the middle and those slants working tyler johnson and bateman and Otman bell last year so i think you'll see a lot of that obviously um and i think with mike sanford in we're gonna finally potentially see the tight ends worked in a little bit more whether that's a brevin span ford or uh you know, Coquie probably is going to be your more of your, your blocking tight end. You'll um, be interesting to see how they get them involved in the offense. Uh, but I think you'll be pretty, pretty well-rounded. You know, Minnesota obviously knows they're going to have to uh, be pretty well diversified against, against Michigan so they don't concentrate on, on one or the other. But uh, in, the weather looks good. Uh, current game time forecast is about 32 and cloudy. So uh, not much wind, so it should be pretty easy to uh, to throw the ball for both teams. So uh, I do think Minnesota is going to try and look for Bateman right away and see if they can uh, you know make a make a big statement. Obviously, uh, you're not going to be able to feed off the crowd like you did in the Penn State game and things like that. I'm sure this is a game where the Gophers would love to have a full house uh, game day in in town and a night game. Uh, TCF would be rocking, but uh, they're just going to have to find that energy themselves and and uh, try and uh, you know inc- encourage themselves to continue to get on a roll.
0: Absolutely, which leads us to us getting on a roll for the season to talk about our predictions for what we think is going to occur in the first game. Blake, what's your take?
1: Man, I, there are just so many variables in this game. Uh, I mean, season openers, season openers in general. There's so many unknowns between both teams you know you've got on the one hand um, Minnesota with Mike Sanford as co-offensive coordinator with uh, Matt Simon and just wondering how the offense is going to change under him and you've got a lot of placing a lot of stars on defense and you know wondering how Joe Rossi is going to r- reload on defense and Michigan too uh, conversely they've got a lot of guy new guys on offense a lot of new faces second year offensive coordinator um, defense a little less uncertainty but just a lot of youth there and you're kind of curious how that's going to perform and on top of that, we've had a, an unprecedented offseason. Um, I imagine tackling is going to be pretty sloppy on Saturday, considering they've had a limited amount of time in pads. Um, you know, basically an empty stadium. I'm, who knows what, what kind of factor that's going to be? I guarantee it's going to be strange, probably for the players, too. I mean, I'm kind of curious on TV how that's going to feel. Um, although I did see it announced this week that the Big Ten is going to has delivered uh, audio packages to all of the teams that they that they can play so I'd be curious to see how that works but uh, man there's just so many variables in play here and I really think it's for Minnesota it's going to come down to if they if the guys around bateman can can force Michigan to respect the other receivers respect the other tight ends and kind of spring him because I guarantee their emphasis is going to be on Rashad bateman and and shutting him down and forcing the younger receivers and the tight ends to um, make them respect them but at the end of the day I really think it's going to be a toss-up just with all just with all of that all of the variables that I've that I've said I just I don't know if I can feel confident in any particular outcome um, but obviously it's I'm going to go with the homer take and take Minnesota 24-21 I, I would be very surprised if this is a shootout or a high scoring game um, but I do think it'll be close um, I do think there will be frustrating points for, for both fan bases, I guarantee. Neither team is going to come out with um, hitting on all cylinders or clicking, so it's going to be one of those typical season openers. But hopefully it's a good game, and yeah, I, I think if it's close, hopefully Minnesota comes out on top.
0: Andy, I'm led to believe that there will be a lot of variables in this game. How do you manage to sort through them to pay a good prediction?
2: You know, I mean – for the first game and before seeing exactly how much, uh, you know, truthfulness—I <laughs> I say that ironically—that we're going to get from Jim Harbaugh and PJ Fleck before the game, um, you know, it—you it, just got to sort of go with your gut and try and feel it out. Obviously, there's the potential that there may be some unknown COVID issues arising. I know PJ Fleck sort of alluded to the fact that, you know, at least one or two Minnesota players might be missing for the game. Um, which sent, you know, the internet into a tizzy. Um, You know, Jim Harbaugh was sort of a little bit more evasive on that. At one point it sounded like there might be one player out, then he said maybe none. And, I mean, let's be honest, you can't trust a thing either one of these coaches are going to say. You're just going to have to wait, and hopefully uh, we get the tweets from... uh, from one of the uh, Gopher Beat writers who's in the press box, you know, an hour before the game, saying this person's missing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, as of right now, all you can take it is assume that uh, all the teams are going to have their key players going. You know, there's not going to be any major surprises. I, I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, I, I do think that it might be a little bit more offensive. Uh, for some reason, I think the offenses are going to be a little bit more ahead of the defenses. Um, you've got, you know, a, a, a younger player pass rush for minnesota um you know not necessarily the big spotlight i mean it'll be a big game for them but just you know the first game out um uh, i i do think that uh i think the offense might be clicking a little bit so i'm gonna go a little higher score but i'm gonna stick with minnesota keeping the jug uh in minneapolis after saturday night i'll say 34 to 30 the gophers get the w
0: If it uh, is not clear or you haven't been reading our blog for a long time, every single year I make the same prediction, which is that Minnesota will win every game that it plays in a given year. I will ignore a prediction for right now and instead focus for me on what I think the two most interesting matchups if Minnesota is going to win. The offensive matchup is actually going to be between the left side of Minnesota's offensive line and whatever Don Brown lines up against them if they're able to open holes that sets up outside zone it also opens up cutback lanes it sets the rpo when minnesota was doing their best on offense last year what was really clicking was that left side i think blaze andrews needs to have an excellent game and to come out for what is potentially an nfl type season from andrews but needs to come out with a lot of fire and needs to make that happen that's the offense side on the defensive side of the ball I suspect that Joe Rossi will try and come out to be a little bit aggressive, try and rattle a quarterback, which means that I think the defensive backs versus Michigan's new wide receivers are going to be the most interesting matchup on defense. I happen to like our defensive backs quite a bit. I think Coney Durr and Benjamin St. Juice are excellent. There's a little bit more question at the safety, but how couldn't there be if the best player in college football on the defensive side of the ball last year is now in the NFL and Antoine Winfield doing Antoine Winfield-like things in the NFL. However, if Minnesota is able to win those two matchups, I would suspect a rather favorable outcome for the University of Minnesota. And we hope that there will be lots of favorable outcomes to come and that you will stick around and listen to our podcast and check out The Daily Gopher for all your gopher-related news. But with that, go Gophers, Sky Uma, row the boat. Oh!